Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with an author, podcaster, and an expert in human resource consulting and employment law services, Scott Warwick. He uses his unique 40-plus years of experience as an HR professional and is a practicing employment attorney to help organizations get where they want to go, which includes coaching and training managers and employees in his own unique, practical entertaining and humorous style. He combines the areas of law and human resources to help organizations solve employee problems before they start. His goal is to not win lawsuits, but to prevent them as he improves employee morale. He's got a great story. Enjoy the interview. Thank you for taking a minute out. And before we get into your life, what I would like to do first and foremost is cover what we've all lived through, which has been rather strange for the last three years with the world opening up. How did you survive COVID and how has it changed the way that you do things now? Well, um, most of my practice is being a speaker and presenter, going out and presenting to companies and conferences. And yeah, March 2020, that all shut down. So um I started using more and more products. Okay, so I'm an employment attorney plus uh, an HR guy and a speaker and everything. So uh, what I started developing is uh, uh, more uh, videos. Started doing those. I actually finished a couple books. I finished my tolerance book and then just last December polished up and finished my book on healing the brain. Uh, so I sort of turned my direction towards uh you know, more uh, videos and the books and uh, actually started taking more and more legal clients on things like that. So I've got a pretty diverse background. So, you know, thank God that I could turn to these other types of things rather than just public speaking. And then I bought my I bought my camera, I bought, uh, you know, uh, Zoom and everything and learned how to produce uh, podcasts and, and webinars. So it was a real learning curve. Yeah, it, it's I mean, in in this pivot, I think the silver lining is, is that it really did kind of up everybody's production game and gave us all a better understanding of how we can connect and communicate with each other. You know, it does. And it's kind of like a two edged sword here because digital technology can be very good for communicating and it can also be used as a gatekeeper. And so uh, just to give you an example, the legal profession, if you want to get continuing legal education credits for something, you got to leave your camera on. None of this turning off your camera stuff and everything like this. And you got to be able to interact and ask questions. And, and I'll tell you, it's amazing how many folks just will not communicate when it's a webinar. Yeah. And it's 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 hurting themselves and more and more and more ghosting. It, just an unprofessional, rude way of dealing business is just to not respond to the person. Yeah, And we're seeing that more and more. So actually, the digital technology is a two-edged sword. It can be used for a lot of good things. But unfortunately, a lot of people are using it to basically avoid communication. It's like a gun. Yeah. A gun inherently is not necessarily a bad thing, but look what's happening. We have 1.8 million or 1.8 mass shootings last year every day. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, know. I get it. I get yeah. it. Anything. It's like this whole debate over AI now that's been really heating up. And it's oh. it, it's that whole thing about how we deal with it. I saw an interview with Elon Musk from 2018, mm -hmm. and it's the first person I've seen that's basically he said, I know what's going on and I've warned them. 
Yeah, because we've had AI around us. We've had Alexa. We've had all these devices that have been doing all the Siri, you know, but it's up its game right now. And it's the Arthur C. Clarke potentiality that's going into it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, and well, as a writer, I'll go through and, and write different pieces and everything or just emails and things drives me crazy. That is not what I wanted to say. That is not what I was. And it will try to finish things for me. And it's irritating and yeah. sometimes i know how to turn it off and sometimes i don't yeah. <laughs> so yeah yeah so it's be forewarned and stephen hawking warned us about this too that you know it kind of goes back to 2001 space odyssey how you know so i don't know if we're there yet but there's a lot of and and in the hands of the wrong people it is absolutely amazing when the, this whatever you want to classify as fake news if you go out and look on the internet, there are people who will see it. Now, understand, I'm a big internet fan. I research and research. My last book had 250 pages and 470 citations. So I figure somebody's going to question everything. But I only go to, you know, official sites. Uh, I mean, but I'll tell you, when you start looking out there, it's dangerous. Yeah. And that's how Dylan Roof got brainwashed. Yeah. Actually rewired his brain went in and shot and killed all those people at the AME church a few years ago, he never met a white supremacist in person. All online. You, you know what's weird? The Proud Boys, I heard the beginnings of them, and that was a, it was a hoax. It was like this fake storefront that was set up, and it just started turning into this thing. And it's crazy mm -hmm. when you peel back the layers of these things that become really sinister the beginnings yeah. of them you're like how did that happen but oh, yeah. it's you know I got, uh, yeah i got calls from clients who were really worried because of this thing going on with kids who were pretending to be cats and you had to put litter boxes in the bathroom and all wasn't true wasn't true there was nothing to it but right. someone sitting around who's got more time on their hands than brains uh put that out there and it is amazing the stuff that i hear and it just isn't, isn't, and I'll tell you right now, I will never say anything that I have not researched. Yeah. I'll be the first one to tell you, hey, I don't know. I haven't researched it. Yeah. But when it comes to diversity numbers, when it comes to tolerance, when it comes to brain health, when it comes to human research, when it comes to the law, mm -mm, boy, if you don't have a citation, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Suckers born every minute. I remember the, <laughs> the, the reporter for NPR, Carl Castle back in the early 2000s, I can't remember when he retired, but he was getting ready to sign off literally the minute before he signed off. They said, what is the most important thing that you've learned after this 40 to 50, maybe even 60 year journalistic career? And he said, I would never, ever report anything if I didn't have two corroborating, verifiable sources. And I'll never forget that. He could have said anything. He could have said, thank you, everybody. I love you. This has been wonderful. Yeah. I met five presidents he could have said anything and that was yeah. his final thought so yeah it's, it's wild so let's get to the crux of exactly what you do and, and who you are i'm going to hypothetically put you in front of a bunch of grade school kids at a career day <laughs> third graders okay one of the kids looks up and says hey what do you do for a living how do you answer them i tell them that uh my career is a comedy of errors one mistake after another and one path that I was forced down. 
Uh, today, I have my own practice. I have been in human resources for f- over 40 years. I've been a practicing employment attorney for 27 years. And basically, I don't like to sue people. What I like to do is I like to solve problems before they start. That's what I do. I help people with their problems. So when you were in the third grade, what did you dream about being when you grew up? Um, actually, I always wanted to be a lawyer. Okay. I thought that was pretty cool. You know what's interesting about your line of work is that things have changed so drastically with cancel culture and all, you know, this tidal wave of Americans being obsessed with just crucifying each other. And they're, they're you know, you got Weinsteins, you got people that are deserving of a long track record, right. Cosby and all that. But right. overall, how has this landscape been either helped or hurt by this increasing cancel culture fascination Americans have? Well, let me uh, let me get an ally in here to help me with this a little bit. I'll uh, uh, Sherm Society for Human Resource Management, the largest HR association in the world, three hundred thousand members, and then they got a new guy just about four years ago by the name of Johnny Taylor. Now, a lot of things in HR, human resources, are just traditional HR, follow the rules, duh, 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 which makes you a worthless HR person. I mean, just that's just what it does. Uh, Johnny Taylor has written this book that I think is absolutely fantastic. If I like a book, I mean, first of all, I listen to two or three books a month. Uh, I travel and I have discovered, I'm 62 years old and I know how to work an iPhone. Okay, I'm very proud of that. So I'll take that to my senior center and show them how to you know, do all this stuff. I got books in here, I listen to them. I listened to his book and then I bought it and I have destroyed it, okay? Let me tell you what he says about cancel culture uh, and diversity, okay? It's killing it. It's killing it, okay? Because you put fear into people and the way that we've moved, and understand, my second book, the original title was Tolerance and Diversity for White Guys and Other Human Beings. Okay, I thought it was a fun title. I thought that would get people's attention. But if you go to any diversity conference in this country, I'll tell you right now, when I go, and I've done, oh my God, probably 20 conferences in the last, national conferences, local conferences in the last 20 years, I am one of a handful of white guys. That's it. Because we think it's all about, you know, race or religion or something. So, but the other thing too, is you get pounded with, you got to have a villain. Sometimes the villain is a white male, usually. Okay. And, and I was at a conference, actually my own local chapter, uh, my local HR chapter. One of the biggest in the states, and I asked the question, "How is it that we get more white males involved?" And one woman spoke up, and she said, "We're not going to get them involved; they're guilty." Okay, let me get this straight. Okay, because I was born white, I'm instantly guilty. And so now you kind of see this is what Johnny Taylor is talking about, and I agree with this. You attack somebody. Okay, I think of the old. You remember the old bozo punching bag? blow up balloon punching bag things remember those yeah yeah let me just ask you you hit bozo in the face what's he gonna do come right back at you back at you absolutely and so the wisdom of what he's saying here uh is i think is true we've got people to the far 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 and i'm talking radicals radicals nazis skinheads 
So they go 180 degrees to the right. Okay. But I will tell you, I have the Tolerance and Diversity for White Guys and Other Human Beings book actually has an alternative title, which is called Living the Five Skills of Tolerance for your PC people. Because the people to the far, 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 far left, they were the ones giving me the death threats. Okay. Wow. And yeah, I mean, it's if you, if you and I, now you tell me, okay, you live in the world. So let's pick, get a map of the country. And I want you to throw a dart. Just don't hit water. Okay. Hit something somewhere. And that's the workplace we're going to go to. So you and I are going to go in. We're going to bring in pizza from that favorite pizza shop that everybody's got in town, donuts, pop or soda or whatever. And we're going to bring everybody in good mood. And we're going to have a good, honest discussion about this abortion thing that's going on in this country right now. Okay. You tell me, Joe, how's that going to go? <laughs> are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's going to be a food fight it's going to be a disaster oh. guns are going to come out bad i yeah. got yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> honestly that yeah. is what's happening i i know there are thirty-eight thousand physical assaults that happen in american workplaces every week every week now that right there that's cancel culture mm -hmm. that is the far 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 right canceling you or it's the far 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 left absolutely okay. so let me give you a great test you're going to love this test uh, when you go to work, things actually get a lot easier. They're a lot simpler. We got a case from the United States Supreme Court in 1993 that told us what it means to be hypersensitive and what it means to be really offended. And here's the test. I'm going to upgrade it. But the test is, what would most people in the community think? Now, in 1993, that was maybe... San Francisco, maybe all of California, whatever. Today, it's the whole world. So what I use in class and what I put in place in my clients' workplaces, if that was on the front page of USA Today, what would most people think? Okay, now let's take Harvey Weinstein. Okay, he wants, you will get a part in his next movie, a really weird guy, um, if you watch him take a shower. Pretty weird. Okay, if yeah. that was on the when it was on the front page of USA Today, what do most people in the country think? What, what's your opinion? Oh, it's just yeah, full full on creep. Yeah, yeah, you're creepy. There are some creepy people saying, "Well, yeah, that's Kim Basinger. Of course, you will do that." Of oh, yeah, they're not what we're talking about. Yeah. Now, let me give you East Hampton, Massachusetts. Okay, superintendent, uh, potential superintendent, their top candidate is interviewing for the job. So he's writing a response to the board, to this, this committee board. And he refers to them as ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you saw this news story, but yeah. oh my, there was one woman in particular. Uh, and I get, I love the internet because I get these pictures and I put horns on her. And uh, uh, she's like, oh, that is really offensive. That's terribly offensive. And I'm like, well, there's worse things he could have called you. Okay. Yeah. But if that was on real simple, if that was on, if that was on the front page of USA Today, what would most people think? And if most people aren't offended, it's you. And just to take it a little further, I do a lot of coaching for people on their emotional intelligence. And can you control your ego and emotion? Well, the answer is if you've got a mental disorder, which the New York Times reported 15 years ago, hypersensitivity is a serious mental disorder, which is also corroborated by the National Institutes of Mental Health. I think you, you need some help. 
they 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 cut the guy. Two of the female, yeah, two of the female board members resigned. So in their pictures, I put little halos around them. Okay, so that's what's happening today, and that is driving us over the edge. Eighty some seven percent of everybody you know is on psychiatric medications because of the damage that the distress has done to their brain. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Yeah, it's it's out of control. (laughs) It's completely out of control. Yeah. So. So where were you born and raised? How did this, how did the seeds get in you to become who you are today? You know, I was born and raised in uh, a little city outside of Columbus called Newark, Ohio. Uh, Sometimes I'll just say Newark and people think of New Jersey. Yeah. But no, quite different. Okay. Um, Went to public schools, uh, middle-class family, um, no money for college, not a penny. So I paid, I have three college degrees, paid for them all. I worked at Owens Corning Fiberglass to earn money for my undergraduate degree and then worked three jobs and sold my plasma to get my undergrad. Then I worked for a couple of years, worked in a factory where I actually got a chip out of my skull, a uh, workplace accident, um, had a guy named Pothead Larry that was working on the shift before me. Now that moniker right there should say we should do some drug testing. <laughs> you would think. <laughs> oh, you would think. Yeah. But he didn't bind a coil correctly, and it broke and hit me in the head. And that's how I paid for my graduate degree. Then I worked at a bank during the day and um, went to law school at night and finally got my law degree in 1996. So that took took a total of 17 years. So, yeah, quite quite a a long road. But, you know, this one thing, if you want it, you'll do it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Who's been a hero for you in your life? Oh, um, again, I read a lot of biographies, so I have a lot of great advisors. Um, you know, one of them is Ulysses S. Grant. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and he gets miscategorized an awful lot. And that gets he gets miscategorized a lot by people who live in the South. Still kind of upset about yeah. the war. I'm like, OK, so uh, but here's a famous quote. And I think most people can relate to this. Um, just got his butt kicked, something absolutely terrible at Shiloh. Just horrible. And he's off by himself. Bad, bad day. And um, Sherman comes up to him. And they've been friends for years. They're both Ohio boys. And Sherman comes up to him and says, boy, we've had the devil's own day today, haven't we? And Grant takes a puff of his cigar, looks up, he goes, yep. Whip him tomorrow, though. Now, that is great advice. Okay, it still gives me the chills, okay? Yeah. Everybody gets their butt kicked. Yeah. Everybody gets knocked down. A winner says, yeah, whip them tomorrow, though. I'll be back. And yeah. I think that 2020 did a special on that about two, two women who had cancer. And one of them, she's got her nice little sweater on and got her hair all done. She's all perky and said, I had cancer, but you know what? I beat it. Um, I lost my job. I got a better job. I, I, you know, it's, it's these terrible things, but she persevered. Silver lining. Yeah. Yeah. Had another woman. I got cancer. I lost my job. It's ruined my life. No argument. Those are horrible things. But I tell you, the world isn't gonna feel sorry for you. Okay. You, 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 people who I look at through history and people that I know personally, They've all gotten their butts kicked, something terrible. You know, we think, oh, this person had it made. Actually, Jackie Robinson wrote a book. I never had it made. Um, 
that's what that's what people do. You're going to get beat, but yet they just keep coming back. Absolutely. And I think that is very inspirational. And so when I run into people that hate me, it's kind of funny. There was an African-American group that contacted me, wanted me to do some tolerance training for them and wanted to let their people come to my podcast or my, my webinars for free. I said, of course, everybody's welcome. I said, particularly for the brain stuff. Uh, and since I did tolerance training, they then looked at my website and everything, and they found out I was white. Didn't want to work with me anymore. Yeah. Brush it off. Move on. There's enough people out there who are not racists, who are not who are not going to stereotype me. Uh, actually, it's kind of funny with my haircut. Uh, I get mistaken for a skinhead. And I'm like, <laughs> aren't you cute? You think this yeah. is a fashion choice? <laughs> No, we call this DNA, I'm afraid. That's right. Yeah. Well, yeah. And everybody has like a way that they fit to that mold, but there is there's nothing in my brain that would ever be like, Yeah, uh uh-uh. That's because you don't have a damaged brain. Right. Yeah. Let me me pull you in. I have had uh 40 actually my 44th person. I'm coaching folks and work with them, and at some point, nothing else is working. And they've been through, and they always admit, you, know, you sit back and you talk to people, they'll tell me, oh, I've been OCD for years, or I've been ADD and everything. I've sent 44 people now, still waiting for this other scan, to go get nuclear spec brain scans at the Amen Clinics, which you've got one in Chicago now, okay? Actually, that's where my latest guy went. They've all come back burned to a crisp. Serious, serious mental disorders, and they hang on to things and they brood up. But they've got this on um, tough kind of Navy SEALs are tough. And four times as many of them are killing themselves back here in the States and got killed in the war. Yeah. So so that mental health and I sit back and I'm just like, oh, my gosh, that's not normal. Yeah. Betty White is normal. Betty White is what you want. Yeah. Great sense of humor. Didn't let people push her around. She was a tough nut. Oh, yeah. And she died. Boom sharp as attack yeah because she took care of her brain and people don't realize when they fill themselves with this angst and they're so negative and you called me ladies or you called me white or you said i was a democrat or a republican you're killing yourself yeah 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 it really is you from the inside out yeah so real quick we're i'm in kansas city and i saw your Bengals sticker all right oh yeah so yeah. are, are you congratulations I, well listen <laughs> listen you know this is the problem i'm gonna tell you what the problem was with that game and I, i'm really yeah. glad that i got the air of somebody that's a bengals fan never ever have a mayor do what he did that pissed a lot oh. of people that was yeah. the i mean i watched that because i started seeing twitter starting heating up and i'm like what are they mm-hmm. talking about and i went in there and i was like dude you're going to make a day called Burrowhead. You're going to call our place a name mm-hmm. of the quarterback. Like, you can't do that. All you're doing is taking a huge broom handle and you're hitting an already tempest of a, of, of a, of a beehive. It's just going to explode. Oh, yeah. So yeah. anyway. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Don't give them anything. Don't. Why would you yeah. do that? And those dudes on the team had to be like, what is this guy? We have nothing to do with it. But it was so interwoven at that point. Um, but anyway, so you're right. Yeah. So so let me let me get to the crux of exactly what makes you motivated. Every day we get up, we have these motivators. What is it for you? What gets you through the day? What makes you be who you are? 
You know, I'll tell you, that's a really good question because I could retire and a lot of my friends are retiring. And 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 I will tell you, um, the, the last book I just did was on healing the brain. I had PTSD really bad in 2008. And now it's about 85% cured. I mean, just rewire the brain, all this stuff that anybody can do. Um, but I will tell you, when I go out and I see uh, crowds of people and I get to present, it really just fills you with all those great chemicals. Yeah. Just love it. Just it is it is it's fun. It is it's a privilege. I've got a couple of flights coming up here in, in June to go and present at different conferences. And I am just so happy to get to do some of the first conferences I've done for some of these people. And my message is is on brain health and it's about tolerance, how you treat people with respect and how you resolve conflict. It really changes their lives. Uh, I I got a call from a guy yesterday and he said, yeah, I heard your presentation on the brain and we've been dealing with this with my son for years. We just got back from getting his brain scan because we were just out of options. Okay. And I said, yeah, I understand. I've been there. My oldest son was born with Asperger's autism and they told us that there was nothing we could do. That's just the way he's born. I couldn't accept that. So I started researching neuroscience, not the practitioners, but the little nerds in the jackets who are discovering things. Okay. And I found a whole world out there that nobody knows about. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I've, I, I get the privilege of showing people and scaring them to death. If you work in a toxic workplace, you're committing suicide. Yeah. You will damage your brain, just like a Navy yeah. SEAL. And I'll tell you, we know now, which we didn't know before, we know now that all that cortisol and adrenaline, like if your car won't start, you'll go into fight or flight. It's really upsetting. Yeah. But boy, oh boy, if you get bullied at work, you'll release three times that amount of cortisol and adrenaline. And cortisol causes Alzheimer's. So if you get Alzheimer's, if you work in a toxic environment and you're just a raging fool for years, don't be surprised if you get Alzheimer's. It's like being surprised that you smoke for years. How to get lung cancer? Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> I mean, really, that is the direct link. And so I tell yeah. my audiences, you will get Alzheimer's. Now, whether you become symptomatic, could be your heart will kill you first. Yeah. 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 But but I get to go out and I get to change people's lives, and it's because of all the terrible things that. So back to the third graders, terrible things that happen to you are going to happen to you. I suggest you eat it and you turn it into something good and you feel good about it later. You know, I have a son who's 18 who's on the autism spectrum. He was born an extra, extra piece of material on his 15th chromosome. And man, yeah. he, he has certainly shown me mental dexterity and another side of this world that I never thought, never knew would have been possible. You know, yeah. it's amazing, yeah. isn't it? Oh, it is. And we've got to stop looking at people like, well, you're disposable or something. When right. the truth of the matter is, most people who you know have some sort of disability. Sure. Some great. Okay. Um, I mean, Einstein was autistic. Uh huh. First, um, uh, um, Bill Gates, apparently. Um, if you went to work at Microsoft, you would take a whole course in how to deal with people with autism. Why? Because the boss. <laughs> and and he's done pretty good. Yeah, he's done okay. He's doing pretty good. He's doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't had him over for lunch or anything yet, but 
he's getting along. Let me know when you do. Um, so- yeah, I will. Yeah, yeah. Him and Warren Buffett, I would love to have over for a barbecue. Yeah, that would be great. So that, you just answered a question. It roll, roll, another question of mine real quick. But let me ask you this. Everyone out there has a perception of you. There's pockets of people in your life, family, friends, clients, colleagues, but you lead the show. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? I, you know, I think I'm a very giving, compassionate person. That is what really drives me because I see, honestly, I see so many people in such severe pain. I mean, just really, if you really talk to people and you get to know them, you'll hear all kinds of troubles. I am really lucky that I get to help them with that, with things that they can do. Give you a great example, resolving conflict. You know, we are all wired to get divorced and fired. Fight or flight. We we are not. Now, I don't upset the creationists out there. So let me make this very clear. We have not evolved. Okay, we have not evolved. So we got the same brain from thousands of years ago, like Fred Flintstone had. And we rely on that. So our our first reaction to a conflict is always wrong. It's either to attack or be a passive aggressive in flight and talk about you behind your back later. That's the number one cause of divorce in this country too, by the way. Okay, so what do I teach? I teach, no, emotional intelligence, calm, healthy brain. You got to drink half your weight in ounces and just sort of show I got four of these. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're 32 ounces each. Okay. I, oh, yeah. Oh, but I get it. I show people that stuff and I get, get things back that, you know, this saved my marriage. This saved my life. Okay. And, and, and I get to get people that call me later and they will say, yeah, I got, I got this scan and he's a whole new kid or I feel so much better now. Biggest thing. I sleep so much better. I mean, I got one client right now in the last year, when I first got her in May of last year, she's a supervisor. She's like a poodle. I mean, you're sitting there trying to coach her and she just wiggles all the time. Okay. Now she's calm. She can focus. She's sleeping so much better. We still need to scan. It's like, you've improved your brain. You've taken the skills of conflict and you've used those to build relationships because I can show it's okay to disagree. And she goes, this is the happiest I've ever been in my life. And I said, yeah. that is what I want. That is what really does it. Absolutely. So yeah. with with that success story in mind right there, if anyone wants to get your book, hire you, anything pertaining to your world, where do they go? One-stop shopping. Just go to scottwarrick.com. S-C-O-T-T-W-A-R-R-I-C-K. And the books are all there. The podcasts are all posted there. Uh, I have lots of videos under free resources and lunch and learns uh, that are posted there for anybody who went on tolerance, on the law, on uh, brain health. And I do free uh, lunch and learns at least once a month, half an hour, and people can sign up, anybody. And I start them at noon because people on the West Coast can get in there at nine o'clock. So it's not exactly a lunch and learn for them, but you know, that's the price you pay for being in California, I guess. And I'm on the Eastern seaboard or whatever, Eastern uh, time zone. But just do a Google search for Scott Work. I come right up and knock yourself out. There's hours of listening for him and enjoy. I love it, man. Scott, this has been great. Thank you for opening up. Great to Thank meet you. you. Best of luck with everything, man. Thank you. You too. I appreciate your time. 
Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. Yeah.